Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the D-Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. Today we are discussing A Bug's Life. I am joined by Timothy Felton and George Apfelbach, who is a good friend of mine, but God almighty, when you don't pronounce people's last names in person, you don't know how to pronounce them when you're doing a podcast. These are two comedians I met on the IO House sketch team. Both of these gentlemen are very, very funny. Tim is the first actual parent we have had on the show. Um, to my knowledge, I guess somebody could have a kid that I just don't know about. Um, which, by the way, shame on you for having a secret child. But that's none of my business, really. And none of yours either. So let's dive right in. Without further ado, here we go. Great. George, how's your day going so far? It's really good. It's really good. Had a doctor's appointment this morning. Um, got on the elevator with a guy who didn't want to wear a mask. So it was just smooth, smooth sailing. Wonderful. Any news you'd like to share? Any diagnoses? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> That's we a HIPAA violation. So they wouldn't wear their mask. Yeah. They, <laughs> they wouldn't. Speaking of HIPAA violations, you cannot make me wear a mask anywhere I go. No, uh, was he no not way. wearing um, a mask like in the hospital or like within um, the doctor's office-esque area? We parked uh, nearby, so technically it was in a parking garage for somewhere else, but it was part of a building that was, yeah, part of the hospital. So there were masks everywhere. I mean, I'm sorry, there were signs everywhere. And he got in with us, and he was like, I got my shot. And we're like, so did we, with our masks on. But, <laughs> yeah. Also, so we had a fist fight in the elevator. Thank yeah. God. Just went Thank straight God. to Z. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim, how about you? How's your day? My day has been pretty good. It, I had, well, you know, I had a, uh, <laughs> Wendell is in, um, the older kid is in uh, a, a camp through the parks department. And um, I went and picked him up with the smaller kid whose name yeah. is Julian. And, um, <laughs> and it was so hot outside. I, I was a little panicky. Like, well, yeah. it's around lunchtime. So I was a little low blood sugar too. Yeah. But I'm picking them up. And there's three of them as I'm watching another kid and, um, and medium sized kid. Yeah. Well, this is actually the biggest Big, small, kid. Medium. Goldie, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Goldilocks universe. Yeah. Um, Jeez, oh, whiz can't and, keep up. <laughs> uh, I just got a little like panicky. They had made like a little wreath of, um, of, of found objects from the, around the park. And I, there was glue everywhere. And I've, I'm walking them home in like this bike trailer thing where they don't all three even fit. So I'm like getting one of them to stand in the storage thing. And I, I just, out of my, in my like panicky state, I just chuck these things they made directly into the trash. Um, we can't like carry these. I was like, 
this is too much. The glue too much is too much. Yeah, we'll yeah. faint. We might faint. <laughs> and I, and I was gonna have to hold. The, they were dripping. I was. It was just too much. And I was just. Yeah. I mean, eventually, all of that stuff they bring home from school goes in the trash for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I, but it's not like me. I'm kind of a sentimental guy that I was just like, it was the heat. I was just like, I can't lot. do this. I and can't also, do this. And also we're, cause this will be released later. We were, um, we just like released that report yesterday about how bad global warming is. And then for mm-hmm. today to be so hot, I was like, yeah. this is fu- a fucking right nightmare. Yeah. I yeah. also, um, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but I do have, uh, I do have an anxiety disorder that was like is triggered by two things mostly uh, infectious disease, as you both know. When we were re- when we were rehearsing for a sketch show before COVID was COVID, I came uh, with a tote bag, a, a probably a what 10, 12 pound tote bag full uh, of hand sanitizers that I yeah, was handy. Yeah. I was yeah. dispensing amongst the community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, But now mm. the uh, global warming is becoming the new thing that truly sets me off where I'll like feel a bead of sweat down the back of my neck and I'll be like <gasps> it's a super yeah. volcano it's underneath of us <laughs> and it doesn't even I, make sense it's like it's like things that just large blockbuster movie like natural disaster things that I just think are going to start happening I'm like it's going to be an earthquake and we're going to fall into the molten core like that movie I, core <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> your dreams are I don't want to trigger your anxiety here, but do you, uh, cause I, <laughs> what about like movies like deep impact and um, as the, kid, do you stress out about meteors and like, uh, um, yeah. as a kid, I did, I really was okay. nervous, but I loved space as a kid and we'll get to bugs life soon. Um, <laughs> I, I loved space as a kid and I was going to be an astronaut until I went to like this science center in Pittsburgh and they had that thing that you, um, you strap yourself in on and you turn around. It was in all the uh-huh. NASA Space Camp mm-hmm. movie or commercials. Mm-hmm. So I saw all these mm-hmm. NASA Space Camp commercials. I always wanted to go to NASA because I was going to be an uh, astronaut. I had memorized all the planets. I had known like the number of moons they had and all this stuff. I even bought <laughs> during uh, COVID, I bought an astronomy book because uh, I would just wanted to learn. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then I did that thing at the science center where it straps you in and, and I threw up all over the line that was waiting to ride it. <laughs> And it was humiliating. It was such a humiliating experience that I, I just decided then that I couldn't be an astronaut. It was like my brain said, you can't do the thing in the NASA Space Camp commercial. You can't be an astronaut. Looking Did you back, throw up mid? mid yeah, mid yeah, yeah. Spin? So it had the velocity. It, it had the oh velocity of the spin. <laughs> it was like whipping around. It whipped yeah, all yeah. the vomit around. Yeah. And I don't know why this sticks out to me, but because it was in the 90s, it just felt like it lasted longer. Like it was like people had driven there. They couldn't like just, it felt like if that were to happen to me now, I would get right. in an Uber and leave because I'm an adult and, yeah. and I can. At the time I had to like wear borrowed clothes until the, it was a field trip. Yeah. I had yeah. to wear borrowed yeah. clothes and just like oh, be the vomit man. kid in the thing for the whole yeah. day. Um, yeah. But looking back, Looking back oh, was a good that. thing because there's like what 16 astronauts at any given time. It's like the hardest job in the world to get. Yeah, there was gonna be something yeah. that was probably gonna knock you out of contention at some yeah. point. <laughs> Whether it's like math or just like not being polite one of the way of saying like, well, there's some other factors that could have held you back. <laughs> I mean, all I of us, probably... you know, none of us have like a PhD in physics, and no, that's fine. No, no, that's no, right. 
probably not a lot of them head up there with anxiety disorders either that seems like that would be not a not a would great be. place it depends mine are so mine are so i think i would be fine because mine are so, uh maybe they wouldn't mine are so specifically triggered they're triggered on two things like um uh infectious disease which what right. a time to be alive and then uh two are like bugs that infest the we're speaking Ooh. of our second thing a bug's life right <laughs> Right, right. That's how, you, that's how you do a professional transition, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, have you guys? Did you watch this when it came out? No, no. Okay, I this did. Came, I think I did. Yeah, I did really? too. Yeah, this was For a sure. big, kind of a big deal. I mean, what year? What year? Nineteen ninety-eight. Okay. So Toy I, Story was huge, so I definitely would have gone mm-hmm. to this one afterwards. Toy Story was huge. I remember Toy Story being big, and I remember liking this movie and watching it a lot. And I remember it came out with another movie called Ants. Yes, Z. yes, yes. I Which was I make. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna tell you all that I <laughs> had watched, watched, watched Ants because I did have to clarify <laughs> with some with somebody, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. Which I did one read it was. I read Ant's Wikipedia plot too, and there's remarkable similarities. Really? They were very, very similar. I remember, very close. I remember Ants was the one that swore. I remember they were they swore and they had a hot ant. That's what I remember. They were, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Woody Allen is in it, right? So he's gonna he's definitely gonna put a hot ant in there. Oh, I don't know. Right? Ants. It was ants with. Is it Woody Allen in it? Yeah, he is. It's got it oh actually. You know, I, when you Woody said Allen, Woody Allen, I thought of Woody from Toy Story, and then I thought Tom <laughs> Hanks, and I was like, I don't remember Tom Hanks and Ants. No, hot Ants, I'm but... <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah, who made Ants? Ants was DreamWorks, which we okay. have some... Eventually, doesn't that eventually become Disney? No, 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 no. no. We'll get into that later, because that is something that I looked up. And I'm also looking okay. at... Okay, cool, cool. I, I can also see the ant that I thought was the hot ant, and... Not a lot of things are lining up for me <laughs> right now. Um, so let's, so I also saw this when I was a kid. Um, okay. did, did you have any, before we dive in, any major thoughts or like anything that struck you right away um, as you were watching it as an adult? Is there any major, did we, I mean, we'll go into details, but what were your general takeaways at the top? This is broad, but not very good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like very thin very yeah. thin plot very not very a lot thin of emotion plot. like i don't you know i only know one character's name tim that's as, it as a as a parent this strikes me as a movie you you put on just so your kids have something to like when they stop focusing on what they're doing they have right. just like a little like bumper cars at a um bowling alley just something to keep them right they don't go much further on track but yeah. not something that uh, they would I, like I, be fully invested in so um, I, my son and my spouse watched this um, uh, like a couple of months ago. It was like one of Wendell's first like full length movies, but he is kind of um, so, so like he was, he, it was, yeah. it was kind of unmentionable, which is kind of how, how I felt too right <laughs> uh, i did not see it before i did uh i did take i did, took the homework to heart so i did get high and watch it i thought Me that too. might help um, Me too. Yeah. um but uh, if anything i, I did you i know? kind of i i'm on the fence in certain areas i felt like because i was high when i was watching it i felt like i i found things a lot funnier i found the characters 
very fun. Honestly, it felt like a Rolodex of improv characters. I would. It was choose. crazy. Whenever yeah. I walked in, every single person has an insane voice and they have an insane backstory yeah. that's like not yeah. relevant, but are making points to make it relevant. I was like, <laughs> oh, these are, this is me doing improv, this movie. I I think the biggest thing for me, my first impression was that I like Dave Foley. I'm like a Dave Foley yeah. fan yeah. Uh, from news radio and from before that, from Kids in the Hall. Like that's when I was young and watching it on uh on whatever uh, syndication or whatever on, on comedy central. And so uh, the fact that he is the voice uh, like drew, drew me in a, a little bit. Um, yeah. And I wanted <laughs> to like that character and I wanted to, you know, kind of like be on that, that aunt's side. But, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I was a little, l- does it hurt that you never days. really know anything about him ever? <laughs> yeah. movie? Like no, one, no backstory. Okay, so- no one has. It seems like a real labor. It's a story about kind of labor, uh, move the labor movement. It's a, a story about union. capitalism, really. really <laughs> yeah, is. unbelievable. And that I like. I think I really get mm-hmm. on. I could really get on board with that, um, but it wasn't good enough. <laughs> is it because there's a there's a huge tonal shift in the middle of the movie when they go to the city and it's just twenty minutes of just like straight bug jokes. Yeah. Oh, it's let's like get into it. it okay, let's before we before we get, bury the lead, let's go. So I'm going to read the Sorry. plot off of Wikipedia, and um, okay. uh, so if anything is wrong or incorrect, feel free to jump in and interrupt me because I do have an ability to monopolize. Um, a colony. Oh, I have ant- one. I have one question. Sorry, that please, goes please, please, kind please. of with that. Uh, when it comes to a movie about capitalism, I've not seen this movie, but isn't a B movie kind of also? No, that, that's they're suing. <laughs> What if this whole podcast we talked about other movies about bugs? <laughs> I never got to bug life because it was kind of subpar. Um, but uh, but no, now B movie movie is about. I think that's the bees are suing the humans for taking their honey. So that's not quite. It's not a, a capitalism thing, but it is a little bit like workers' rights. Like we, yeah. we produce this litigation. Yeah, it is more of a. I'm not. Yeah. So. Um, Okay. But the, yeah. So it's a movie about labor. I also have a feeling. Well, I'll save it. I'll save it. Go ahead okay. with the. I was going to say the only thing I know about the movie B movie it's that Jerry Seinfeld plays a bee. I thought that was the plot of the movie. It was that I we think got he Jerry wrote it. Seinfeld at the height. Oh, did he write it? I think God so. Bless. Okay. We can't get. Distra- who cares? Fuck that movie. Uh, and fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Um, you know what? We before go. we get started, if I could take a moment to. Yes, please. Fucking rail against Jerry Seinfeld. It is. I'm sure he's very talented, deserves everything. He, he Seinfeld is like a phenomenon. My husband went to see him to uh, like cause his work bought tickets. Doesn't he seem like a comedian? Your corporate speaking of yeah. capitalism, yeah. they'd buy yeah, you yeah. tickets to go see. <laughs> he went and it was the same material that Andy had seen him do like in high school when his oh, yeah. family went to see him. And then also he makes all these rounds talking about how you can't be funny anymore because of cancel culture and all of these things. Whoa. And I'm like, of all the people to have that argument, the man who had safe material in the 90s is the one who's complaining when he's (laughs) still using the same material. Oh my God. I love how you started started that, Devin, with I'm sure he's very talented. Like you would like a cousin who just got cast in something. I, just, I feel know? bad shitting on people and then people being like, I really like him. I'm like, that's fine. I'm saying right. I don't. Okay. Right. Yeah. And this I'm is my you. damn podcast. Um, yeah. Okay. Enough about everybody else in the world, except for this fucking stupid movie. 
All right, let's jump into the plot. So, uh, a colony of ants led by their elderly queen and daughter, Princess Ada. Is it Ada or Ada? I'm going to say Ada. Um, Is that also a Seinfeld connection, by the way, Princess? I don't know. Julie Louise Dreyfus? Oh, yeah. yeah, She She is. She she is the princess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Sorry. I thought that was a connection, but obviously. No, 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 it is, it is. I I just didn't think it was important enough to interrupt the entire podcast for it. I mean, it's no (laughs) B-movie. Um, uh, They So they live in, okay, this was weird. They live on like an island in the middle of a river, which I thought, now that I say it out loud, it's a cooler concept than it seemed in the movie. In the movie, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, they keep saying an island, and I'm like, you're ants. What what do you care if it's an island? What's the size difference to an ant? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was going to, because they kept mentioning, I thought it was going to play a bigger part. It yeah. didn't feel a little bit like. Yeah, we almost never come into just, contact with water. No, the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. And it's there's like, like no, there's no not island. Not to the very last shot. Is there, and then is, when we is, do. It's a dry riverbed. It's for, a dry riverbed. But when it rains, it rains in a way as though it's a biblical event. It, there are 14 raindrops and then all of a sudden the river is full. Yeah, and and no one mentions. You would think they're afraid of grasshoppers. That's what the whole movie's about. But no one mentions the weather the whole time. And when it starts to rain, it's like it's like a war. It's like a World War Two movie. Everyone's wait. Like, that's another tunnel shift. It goes there was, from like it goes to an action movie at multiple points. Yeah, in multiple points, yeah. I was like, oh, because my high ass was like, whoa, a lot. Like when they're flying through the branches and stuff, my high ass was yeah. like, that's a lot of branches. They're really good. <laughs> Yeah, that bird looks sick. <laughs> that bird did look good. It did yeah, look really did. good. Okay, well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So um, a colony of ants led by the queen and the princess, they live in the middle of this island, and every summer they have to collect all of these crops that they lay on a leaf on, like, a pedestal so that yeah. these grasshoppers can come eat and leave. Um, right. Uh, and then they have to scramble with the rest of the harvest to get enough food for them to survive. And mm-hmm. it's set up right at the top. Yeah. It's set up right at the top that they're very much like, this, our lives fucking suck. We spend yeah. our whole lives for these grasshoppers that we don't even come above the surface because we're so afraid of them. And and a little bit of a, uh, right in the beginning, there's a little bit of a, like, we're worthless. Like, because remember the yeah. thing falls in their way and it's like, I can't follow. I have to follow a line, which is not kind of... Uh, I think biologically accurate about ants. Um, <laughs> ants will so figure like, it out. It's like they're idiots, and then but then we're trying to like like the whole point of the movie in the end is to uh, is that they like the individuals all together can collectively rise up, and it's like but they're all dunces based on the beginning. Yeah, you know? I, when I was a kid and I watched this, and maybe it was because we were learning about bugs or something at the time. I remember knowing two facts, and when I watched this movie, being very proud that I knew two facts about ants was like one, they can lift six times their six times their body weight. So when Flick, who's like an inventor, when he has that huge backpack, I was like, that makes sense because ants can lift six times their right. body weight, <laughs> right? And also that they walk in a line. So right. as a kid, I thought when that thing fell and he, it was like, oh, I I walk in a line. That's what I do. I can't find it. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I was like, you can see them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're right liter- there. <laughs> they're like, figure it out. And also, yeah. like, if you can't, 
these grasshoppers deserve to eat you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you can so- lift six times your weight. You could just like bench press that shit and Move. throw it away. <laughs> They're surrounded also- by leaves. This must happen all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Constantly. I, I thought they would I thought the strength thing was gonna come in that they were gonna it's like, oh you could you can kind of take this grasshopper. I mean, I don't really know how much bigger grasshoppers are than ants. Or um, that they're violent. Well, and do they, do they, is this something that happens in, in life? Do they, because there are animals, I've learned recently, they're like house sparrows. Um, do this, I think it's house sparrows. They're an invasive species in our area. They will push, uh, they'll put their eggs in another bird's nest. And then their eggs hatch and their chicks push the other chicks out of the nest. And then they <laughs> get fed by a, wow. by a surrogate mother. And that's how they get raised, and then they and so yeah, that is fucked up. They are hard from birth, huh? Nature is fucked up. Those house sparrows are hard from birth. Yeah, they're yeah. Bye, bitch. (laughs) It's around. They got they got knuckle tattoos and the whole deal. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why. Yes, I don't know if grasshoppers do that. If they like kind of take advantage of uh, of ants in real life. But I got a little hung up on that stuff. Maybe because I was hot too. I was like. Yeah. Is this factually accurate? Um, well, then we meet Flick, mm-hmm. who is an inventor and has this invention that will like essentially save them all this time on harvesting. But everybody is so, I think, both set in their ways, but also like nervous that like we don't have time to ever right right focus on this. And he even says a line about that. He's like, "Yeah, we're always behind because we can never get ahead, and this will help us get ahead." But they're all just like, "These motherfuckers will kill us if we they don't have food." So, we, sorry about your. Yeah, so... Go ahead, George. No, he's like trying to start the industrial revolution. Yeah, like, I know that big does, of a thing. It feels like that, but also, I mean, I don't know enough about labor history, but like, there's a it little does. bit of like, there's a little bit of like, if in in when it comes to like uh, workers organizing, it, like there's a little pushback against uh, innovation because it's like, well, we all want to, we all want, everybody <laughs> wants to work because yeah. that's what gives us our purpose and you know cr- like it creates our society so it's it feels a little mixed there yeah. like uh, what are they trying to say and it feels a little bit like a movie about um i know we talked about labor but there's also this element of like country isolation versus like the rest of yeah the world you know what i'm saying <laughs> um like when they go to the city you talk about that big tonal shift yeah but um but also, I think that island element that that hung with me because it was like the opening shot, which is really beautiful. And I mean, it's Pixar in 1998, but it still looks really good, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, of that tree, and it's like it creates like this this uh, this. It's almost like a tree of life, like because uh, it's like a, a tree alone on like yeah. the horizon. They're um, very, and that's very kind much of alone. And it kind of gets. Um, mirrored in the, the last shot and so uh, you the, it kind of highlights that isolation but it also uh uh yeah it felt like it was a statement about something a little more like yeah tree of lifey stuff yeah when you were talking about that um when you're talking about these sort of you know wanting to protect their jobs i couldn't help but picture ants in my brain like them catapult backpacks are taking our jobs (laughs) 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 yeah no that's kind of what those older ants were like they were like this is just the way we do it like a little bit like traditional a little stuck in their ways that's what felt a little like rural urban about the plot too is that like a lot of the people in the ant colony are like 
this is the way we've done it. So why would we do it any differently ever? You know, um, there was that. Well, one of the grasshoppers is Kevin Spacey. And we and being kind of abusive, <laughs> which feels a little like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. Absolutely. Um, Definitely playing the um, Jeff Bezos of the grasshoppers. <laughs> like, right, right. To get right. there. And we, they do, Flick tries to help, um, but gets mm-hmm. like caught up. And then right. he accidentally, in a, because he's behind, he's panicking. He tosses his, he just like throws his backpack and it mm-hmm. causes all the food to fall over into like right. a puddle. Right. Which then ca- causes. <laughs> and why did, why did they build the pedestal <laughs> on like I... a teetering? <laughs> I don't know. So and then funny. after, yeah. after he did it, they rebuilt it the same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this shit seems like it's This unsturdy. is what works. This is what works. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> it was that guy from the beginning who's like, just the guy in front of me put a stone down. So then I put a stone down. And then. And then the line had stones. Yeah. And before I knew it, it was done. We built it. So. <laughs> so. Done. So, so. I also imagine those two same characters are in the bathroom, like when the uh, when the grasshoppers come down and they're super pissed. They're like, yeah. "What happened to the food? It <laughs> fell. Oh, so it fell. Oh, wow. Also, I mean, this far? is a, <laughs> this is a this is a. Um, I'm not meaning to poke holes in the plot, but it falls into a puddle, into the river, which seems deep. <laughs> And then seemingly the very next day, he gets banished and he walks across a dry riverbed, right? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but I guess you were saying it's kind of like uh, biblical in that it just floods and then it's all gone too. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? The, the Christ ant just made it all into uh, <laughs> knows, wine, man? I guess. Yeah. Who um, knows? George just texted me and says, power is out. <gasps> oh, here yeah. it comes. Oh, wow. For real? Uh, he's signing back in. <laughs> okay. I wonder what I caused his power to go out. Well, I it's kind of stormy. Is it stormy? Hello. Now? Hi. Oh, do you for mean like a minute? Your computer okay. or your whole house? Whole house. <gasps> oh yeah. Oy, 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 oy. Um, my Wi-Fi was out. Uh, well, believe it or not, we haven't gotten any further. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not surprising where we, were essentially we? Said, where? we essentially said that um flick knocks over all this food the grasshoppers come the head grasshoppers essentially jeff bezos and they're super fucking pissed okay um, so he's jeff bezos but he's also kevin spacey who has a terrible me too like abusive abuser thing oh, right yeah that didn't age well yeah. huh yeah I mean, yeah of him course. being like yeah uh, they're also later on they turn out to be like a biker gang or something that like right they are know, yeah. yeah i they did, always say we let's ride let's ride i did write the, down the, the, that go ahead his relationship with his brother is very funny his yeah. um his brother's played by richard kind i think if i recognize the voice those yeah. two i would watch he was very countless funny. movies about those two i mean Richard Kind is so fucking funny. He is hilarious. Annoying. And his voice is so funny. And he's in like every other Pixar okay. movie. Since yeah. I've been watching these movies for this podcast, I appreciate weird voices so much more because yeah. they lend themselves. Everybody in this movie has a funky voice and it lends right. itself so perfect 
Hey, so here's a question, Devin. You've watched all these. At what point did it go from like voice actors to like famous people doing animation voices? Um, well, Dave Foley was famous at this point. Kevin Spacey's in it. I know. Yeah, I, I was, no, I think it was like Aladdin before or like that. Before gotcha. this, George is okay. George is correct though. Um, in this, oh, you mean before this? Okay. I, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I would just like to take a moment to recognize that Tim is okay, wrong. George is, Tim is a wrong. He's Tim a is wrong, wrong and also a little problematic if I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> if I think about it, I could find a way. And you shouldn't um, have cut out the stuff where he like apologizes for Kevin Spacey and stuff. That was fucked up. <laughs> Tim, I don't think it made his character better, buddy. Yeah. I but maybe so. he's doing a usual suspects thing on all of us. <laughs> and we're going to find out later that he's not really an abuser. Long, but he's just... By the way, yeah. he was one of the, he, like when people get canceled, there's some that are like harder than others. He was, it was like, it's like me boycotting Chick-fil-A. I'm like, I don't need a sandwich with two pickles on it. I'm f- it's what an easy boycott. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Kevin Spacey was like, okay, bye. <laughs> I don't watch House of Cards anyway. Um, <laughs> so selfish. Uh, what about K-Pax, though? Who? I've never seen it. <laughs> Isn't it called K-Pax? <laughs> yeah, it is. Kevin I worked Spacey's at a video store. I remember the cover. Um, yeah. But I don't know when it... Uh, I, I will say in the 90s was a big... Maybe I'm just more familiar with celebrities from the 90s, but in the 90s, it's when it's you start to see name people, but you also get to see like people who have really specific voice. Like, yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus, in my opinion, would be a name that's cast here, right? As well as Kevin Spacey and Dave Foley. Um, mm-hmm. and Hayden Panettiere plays the little dot. Um, that's crazy. Boner the alert, big, she's the, the girl from um, Heroes. She at, in high school, all the guys had crushes on Hayden Panettiere. I mean, okay. not to bring up Ants again, um, but Ants has a crazy cast. Yeah, Ants cast. Woody Allen, Dan snack. Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, Danny Glover, Gene Hackman, Jennifer Lopez is like eighth mm-hmm. down the list here. Crazy. They were Mr. Stallone, Christopher yeah. Walken, and Sharon Stone. Yeah, it was an adult <laughs> bug movie. It was more of an adult. Yeah, they swore. Yeah, you guys, so there cool. were swears. It was crazy. The cartoon I feels swear like... was crazy. It feels like a day fully... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, it, well, in, like in like in Aladdin, there's only like one. It's only like Robin Williams. The only That's like, what I think did it. That's well, my theory. I, I mean, well, um, there is a, a trend, and Disney and Pixar are a little bit different. But Pixar or Disney would always have, especially after Robin Williams, um, started a trend of which I love of hiring a comedian as a, like a headlining comedian, like after him. It was um, uh, Eddie Murphy was in Mulan after him. Uh, even Danny DeVito, I would say, was like mm-hmm. I mean, hiring a big name sidekick yeah, who's yeah. known for being very funny. I think yeah. that trend might have started with the genie. Um, even into their most recent one uh, with Ryan, like Aquafina now is. I remember when I saw Aquafina in that new movie. I was like, yeah. oh, she would be like, she is just stepping into that role of like right, a very, very right. funny comedian with a distinct voice. Um, mm-hmm. And writing the characters kind of to, to them. Like, yeah. to, like for a million them, writing so, it for yeah. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's continue with this plot because we're not even off okay. this stupid island yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Flick, because so essentially the grasshoppers come down, they're extra violent. They had this one grasshopper that's on a chain. Um, who's like oh, yeah. kind of fucked up? Okay. Uh, it's a I don't know bit, what's wrong with him. That's yeah, a little Mad Max. A little Mad Max. Max. It's a those little, kind of characters. Like, I feel like you could just say like something's 
fucked up because they're not like written to have any it doesn't seem like they're written to have like it, like a mental illness or anything they just like are written to Problem. be like oh it's kind of like yeah. a monster all the yeah. best as, like, a monster. except for that one's actually a bug that's yeah what's yeah happening. it kind of it actually <laughs> barks towards the end it barks when it's yeah. chasing dot at the yeah. like when they come back yeah. um i'm pretty sure it barks yeah it's, it's like, just it's, weird it's yeah. written in a way of like okay this is our like weird kind of something's wrong with him um mm-hmm. and then they they essentially say we want double because somebody had the balls to stand up to him and like, we want double of what you were going to give us before, even though they've already established they can barely get enough for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. They try to say like all the shit. At... <gasps> Did you see that? No. My power flicker. Ooh, we're on borrowed time, y'all. Okay, so um, they <laughs> hey, vanish. Hey, how does Flick? How does Flick knock the thing over? He drops. He like is is he in a rush? Because... He throws his yeah. backpack invention and the backpack invention. Rush I because what... of the backpack invention. Everybody was right about it. They were like, "We don't have time for this." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. Let me go out here and like show you how it works." Right. And then they were like, "Okay, they're coming early or something." And oh yeah, they were gathering already yeah. down in the. Okay, okay. So they go to but they essentially they banish Flick. They say like, "You're too much." Flick offers. It was kind of nice. In it, Flick says in a like, weird, in like a corp like a corporate. Uh, way where it's like we're not gonna fire this person, but what if we give him this job? That's well, <laughs> yeah, they, they literally. Do suggest, I believe they suggest manual labor in the mines at one point, which they is do. kind of that like glossed true. over. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but, the, cool but the miner, well, the miner boss is like, don't send no, him down don't send here. him down. My guys don't want to <laughs> yeah. deal with him. Um, so then <laughs> he comes up with the idea of going to get like warrior bugs, and they're like, cool, that'll get you away from us. So they banish him. He goes to bug love that hat love that oh yeah the hat is great he's a good inventor he like rolls up a a rolls up a uh grass thing and puts a yeah i love the way they use drops of water in the whole movie that's consistent and when they're drinking something they just hold a a, a drop of water because i guess water tension works that way yeah the Uh, dude thing also i forgot about that he gives the telescope to the princess right which yeah, right. mm-hmm. is honestly that whole relationship is another bugaboo of mine with this thing that it like there's really bugaboo. no tension or chem <laughs> yeah but, I'm sorry no <laughs> tension bugaboo or... means what you think it means. yeah there's no tension there's no like <laughs> and then like towards the end they like hold hands and they're like in a relationship yeah like, very forced what? why are you making well, this well interesting too interesting rom- romantic thing in the ants in general there's that I found myself all the time being like Wait, the queen though kind of just like there's like a there's like a harem of uh, if I'm using yeah, that queen. word correctly of like of of male ants that kind of like uh, bang out banging out with the queen <laughs> and then uh, to have all the larvae so it's like <laughs> to I, have a love relationship it's weird and even at the end the old the older queen <laughs> has that one like male ant that's like yeah all like drooling over her yeah she's like yeah. you can rub my feet later and he's like oh i do think that's how bugs work <laughs> <laughs> i do think a lot of bug colonies like kind of they all are like about the queen and the queen's like whatever boys oh, i do agree. I, I, I just, sure. yeah. yeah i agree but then it's like if this is if the queen's like polyamorous here and and uh and flick is just kind of like falling for it feels like this could be problematic for the rest of the colony if she's gonna like fall in love with what this one dude I'm sure, maybe I'm sure they'll kill him or something. I'm sure they'll kill him. That's what bugs do. I'm sure they'll kill him. Um, right. So he goes to this bug city. Um, he 
when he gets there, it's a, definitely a tonal shift. It's big lights, big city. And we meet Bond the Bill. circus bugs, which are mm-hmm. a delight. They're Each right. one of them is a character bigger than the last that yeah. is a, a loose archetype put over a bug. And mm-hmm. one of you said this earlier, it becomes a Rolodex of bug jokes. It's it like just 20 becomes... straight minutes of like really pretty good bug jokes. Very yeah. good bug They're jokes. really good bug jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody mary oh positive that's a really oh, yeah. that's a great bug joke it's yeah. like the whole yeah. movie was written just so some writer could have 15 minutes of their bug jokes like yeah. well there exists there be, uh there becomes a little bit of uh i think this may be because i was high but it feels like it, they get really like focused on like the bar culture and it's kind of like the this is like some serious debauchery yeah. here it's just like yeah. the, and, and we're kind of making jokes about it. we see the mosquito drink the positive thing then fall and hit its head on the bar and it's like <laughs> no one helps them it's just like that guy's they probably spent, they spent just way too much time on bar culture and not nearly enough time on the island life like but the yeah. jokes the, the jokes were so good that i was like why don't you have these some of these on the island like it doesn't yeah. exist anywhere spread else them the out yeah. it's just it, this one 10 minute chunk like a solid 10 minute to the point where whoever wrote whatever writer wrote that should be dressing up as a bug and hitting open mics that would be so funny <laughs> yeah, he does the bug stuff? yeah bug. he's good he's really good the bug guy um, what, yeah what were the what were the flies that were kind of like um everything else they were like attending the circus that were yeah. did I, I miss something or are they did they ever name are they just house flies or something no, i something don't know like if they that. were if there was some like mapping because you know like with the mosquito there's some mapping on of like here's a here's a a bar joke specifically for mosquitoes you know they were um, just bar flies there was one and there the was one that i wrote down it was um i got 24 hours to live i got 24 hours to it. live there's no way i'm oh that's here. good it was that's so just, yeah. funny that yeah, was that was so good. funny um, that was really good. And they also, there's the, the oh, ladybug Hey, cutie, joke. you want to pollinate with a real bug? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the ladybug yeah, bits good. were funny. Is that Dennis Leary? Yeah. Who plays, like, the hyper-masculine uh, ladybug? Dennis Leary, was it, it Dennis absolutely Leary? is. Wow. And Bonnie Hunt was the Black Widow. Oh, she's spider. Okay. I recognized her right away. Who um, played the caterpillar? Caterpillar was played by a, a gentleman named John Ramft, who okay. I've never seen before <laughs> in my life. Just a funny generic German accent, German guy. <laughs> but yeah. it, but it was like it was cartoony. But uh, yeah, you might not see. I was gonna say you might not see somebody doing that these days, but you but you might, <laughs> you know. Who knows? Um, yeah. And essentially, Flick uh, when Flick meets them, he meets them at the perfect point where they're pretending to be tough, but they're actually not. And then mm-hmm. through like something unimportant happens, like in some way they get in a fight and it like rolls over and they're the only ones left standing and flick is like you got to come with us i have a job for you and they're like right he thinks again. they're tough even though yeah so is pete is uh is their boss the pt the the runner PT of the circus flea? is that is that the dude from the uh cheers the That's, male, male um, from yeah. cheers john okay. ratson ratsenberger yeah he's he's great but he's that's like also like a pixar. every pixar movie yeah he's he was in, in toy every story, single right? one yeah. He's in Toy Story. He, I think they, they, I think he is a good direct, like a good relationship with the CEO of, or like John, uh, what's what's his face? John Lasseter, the guy who runs uh, Pixar. I think he and him are really close because he's been in like 
a ton of Pixar movies. And the fact that this came how long after Toy Story? Just like the next year? I want to say it was like a two years, maybe. Because they also have Randy Newman song, but just kind of a less good song. It just feels like a second album. In a Most of the chorus is just that. No. Ad break. Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No Wrong Answers, Non-Burning Questions to Kickstart Conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70-plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive throughs It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What are you going to talk about? The fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards and you're going to get the conversation started. And if it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on. On. Listeners can use the code Trident for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use Trident for 10% off of your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and <laughs> not small talk. You know what, though? He's got a pretty good line in there that something like, if this is if this is all life is and or from the best of my understanding, like we only get one go around, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's live it. That was a little bit like heavy for me too, with all of the, <laughs> with getting the, the, that like uh, climate change. Um, uh, Notice, yeah. just come out. It was just like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, he, so they, he convinces the bugs to come with them. Yeah. Okay. They don't really have like a future or anything. Uh, I guess that's sort of like, oh, we've been fired they, because we're. They still think that they're acting, so right? They it's, still think they're acting. Yeah. They think they've booked a gig because they think he's a talent scout. Right. right. Um, they fly him back to the island, um, which I was Private my jet. high my high ass was so interested in the politics of who flies who. I don't know why I was so yeah. obsessed with like, okay, which bug picks up which by weight, and it yeah. was I was really into that. Um, were they, go, uh, were, and were those two pill bugs? Are they French? Are they did they have a think French so. accent? I think so. Okay. I thought they were pretty funny. from Hungary. Um, yeah, they were funny. Oh, they're from Hungary. They're yeah, Hungarian. Which, okay. Hungarian, okay. yeah. Um, and when they arrive on the island, everybody's like, "Flick actually did something right for once." I can't believe mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. We have these saviors, um, these hero bugs. The Avengers have arrived, and they for a long time were just like 
they're really excited to see some entertainment around here. <laughs> like they're really hard up. So this is another yeah, yeah. tonal shift in the movie. Yes. Where they arrive yeah. there and it's like kind of like shades of Avatar. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Where it's like, oh, so now they're welcoming these people in like a tribal setting, which is weird. Yes. Yes. No. There's a there's a it's, real it's... tribal feel to it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, welcome these people. Let's have a ceremony and let's play this music, which felt a little bit like a, like a, uh, like um, Rhythm of the Saints or the other Paul Simon, uh, Graceland. The, yeah. <laughs> that album. It was like, oh, this is cultural appropriation. All these yeah. white, white ants playing this kind of like Afro-Cuban music. That's a good question, though. Um, That's true. That's a good question, though, is like, what, whenever you're dealing with I guess animals and you're doing these layovers or you're mapping things yeah. how like it, that's such a gray area of like what you can use and what you can't totally use. totally um i did also I, from a plot point i thought it was weird i was like you guys have established that essentially your entire lives are collecting harvests for these grasshoppers then scrambling to collect yours and then being underground for the winter and i remember thinking who remembers the songs for the ceremony? When's the last yeah, not time to you mention, had a ceremony? I thought that they didn't have time for culture. You know, you right, obviously have right. this resplendent culture where you could welcome yeah. people with open arms and music oh. and art. I thought it was so funny when they had the they had the kids do a play and the play is so violent. Do you remember the <laughs> I thought that was a really fun bit, <laughs> and the, and that's when that's when the circus so actors are like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" What? Yeah, they they essentially find yeah. out they've been brought here to battle through this child, like this elementary school play, right? Um, right. Were they wearing like masks? Mm-hmm. We made it more violent because our teacher said it would be better, and I felt like. I didn't know if there was like a joke in there about like um, theater teachers. I didn't know if that's what they were getting at. And I just kind of missed it because I was doing dishes at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about like your teacher being like, yeah, I don't know if you guys, I only took one theater class, but uh, your teacher kind of being like, if you can tap into that pain, then that's going to make this so much better. It's going to be dynamic. You know? People will I guess. I mean, more. I wish that was that. That seems like a smarter, funnier answer. I really <laughs> felt like it was like, why would these, because they draw, um heimlich cut in half yeah so i think oh, it was yeah. more so like we have to explain to the audience why these children would draw him cut in half so not only do they have that mural where they're yeah where they're oh they talk about adding the blood maybe the blood they said but yeah. anyway um then they act it out and they they do like a cutaway so that you don't see the whole play but in the end it's with one lone survivor being like <laughs> and then falling and it's just like oh everyone died but we defended our colony so yeah um which that was i thought was i just thought that bit was funny there um, was and then after that they because they decide to leave they're like right yeah that play was too much for us and i can't once again hi i can't remember i think dot somehow gets caught out in the riverbed and they see her yes and she's yes, about to get like yeah, she's yeah, about to get the team. They save her. They save yeah. her. Yeah. And and uh, but I and at that point, um, I, I forget whether Flick had already had the idea to like, hey, we can just trick them. I forget what he whether he had had that idea yet or not. Uh, but um, during but the welcome was, hold on during the ahead. welcome no. ceremony upon their arrival, the circus bugs and Flick both discover the mutual misunderstandings. The circus bugs attempt to leave, but are pursued by a nearby bird oh that's what happens they try to leave uh they're pursued by a bird fleeing and then they notice that dot is already out in the riverbed 
and Mm -hmm. um, they go back to save her. At Flit's request, they continue the ruse of being warriors so that the troop can continue to enjoy the hospitality of the ants. Oh, this is what happens. When they're, like, recovering, uh, Flit and Ada have this conversation where Flit realizes Hopper is afraid of birds, and that's why he has the idea to build the bird. And and, the, and what I love, or what, what what I love, but was also kind of like painful for me as a as a comedian and actor, <laughs> is after they save the kid, they all get won over just by applause, and it's like, oh, that's what that feels like. It's like we'll do it, we'll stay, we'll do it, and it feels so sad. It's like, oh god, that's kind of what we're all like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we'll it's put our lives on the line. Yeah. No, it did. It was already feeling that way. I th- I thought there was like this labor thing going on. And then there was also as a performer, like these traveling performers who are just like, we'll go wherever the audience is. Yeah. And we'll and do whatever. Like, even if it's not yeah. our craft, we'll fight. Yeah. Even like if that, it might be that, war. <laughs> yeah, that maybe stick. war. We'll do it for an applause. That stick bug all the time being like, look, I can do other things, but I'll just be a sword again. If that's what, you know, it feels just so like defeated yeah. performer, like at dinner theater, they even mentioned yeah. dinner theater. Sometimes it just feels like, Oh man, that feels a little too close to home. So then the other interesting thing about it is that they, and they also accept it. Cause they're kind of like, oh, okay, well we won't, at this point we won't have to fight. We're going to build this bird. The whole, con- they come together, they build the bird. They had some cool things of the way they build it. Like when they cut out that bird and they flew Again, the bird is yeah. sick. Cool. And the it bird shows is sick. craftsmanship and culture. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a lot more to this colony than we're, than we know. Than we ever got you to know? see. Yeah. Yeah. I because think of the pressures, the pressures of, uh, yeah. capitalism. <laughs> right. Well, those are like glowing mushrooms. Also You've got a lot cool. of gigs. Yeah, Not a lot of gigs that they're doing, Devin. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they're celebrating. I think they're celebrating the night before this whole thing is supposed to happen. Um, the night before the oh, before so they start celebrating. We've cut to Hopper, and once again, bar culture in a weird, crazy. Yeah, way. all the grasshoppers have their own like little bar. Um, yeah, they're like a Mexican hacienda or something. Yeah, yeah. And I it thought that was weird. Like, Speaking weird of like vibes. cultural, like. Yeah, weird, weird. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. that made my ears perk was that everything was so Mexican when La Cucaracha yeah. and like yeah, yeah. and yeah. everybody's like sloppily drunk and all that stuff. Yes. I was like, this yes. is yes. this is funky to me. Yeah, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but in this scene, uh, Hopper essentially says like tells the audience we don't even need this food. When yeah. he said we don't even need this food, it once every. Every single one of these movies, there is a moment that strikes a chord or is just like done just right where I, yeah. I truly feel it in my bones. Yeah. I was hot, hot when he yeah. said they didn't even need it. I was mad. Hopper I is was, truly yeah. evil. I was yeah. irate. I was like yeah. cursing out his wonky eye. I was yeah. like, fuck it. Uh. Uh, I, I, I couldn't believe I was swearing up a storm. I was yeah. so pissed. And then and I was he's like, getting that, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's also, like, I do love no, that his brother. True. No, yeah, go ahead. You go. Yeah, oh, I just love another Richard Kind <laughs> moment when his brother like <laughs> tried to like, you know what? That is a good idea, and goes up to him, and he just gets yeah. ripped to shreds. Yeah, I. And That's he, a good yeah, Richard Kind, by the way. <laughs> they such a funny. Uh, yeah, like so that. they do a good job of making him so 
uh, nasty too because he's getting that massage when he when his brother comes up and then um, when he comes down he basically kills those other ants remember when yeah. he's doing that thing where it's yeah. like here i'll give you this free seed and mm-hmm. here i'll give you this and then he's like takes the lid off and those ones just are crushed <laughs> yeah it was yeah unbelievable um also i really did like richard kind's the uh how fickle he is <laughs> and how much he's like yeah, maybe my brother doesn't know what's going on around here. And then he's like, well, yeah. well you gotta, you gotta uh, respect you gotta the man respect with the plan, him. huh? <laughs> yeah. And it's a fun, that's a fun, that one thing is is something that they that's written really well. Their relationship in that they just I mentioned that their mother, it's like, remember you, remember my mother. You remember yeah. our mother. It's like, it's, yeah. That his, it's uh, so good. Yeah. So um, extra never too. Of, like, it's yeah. not necessary, really. It's not necessary, but it's yeah. also because it's character-based. And it's relationship based. It's the most interesting part of this whole entire movie. I want to know more about their. I want to watch Hopper and his brothers like Disney Plus series. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to stay at either one of the bars instead of going back to the island. It's really depressing because when they go back to the island, they and this is essentially where the movie ends. They they cut back to the island after the the. So let me read this really quick, and then we'll discuss. Yeah. Uh, the ants shove Hopper. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, after the circus bugs distract the grasshoppers long enough to rescue. Oh my God! Half of this plot is just the last scene of the movie. The ants finish constructing the fake bird during sequence. Blah blah blah. Oh, so it's the party before they're they're like they have this whole plan, and then P.T. Flea is his name. The circus uh, guy. Yeah comes yeah. barreling in, reveals the secret that they're actually not warriors, that they're circus performers. The ants freak out because they've been lied to and they have no more confidence in this plan. Um, right. Flick is PT essentially... Flea also has a really good golden retriever joke in there. Like another great, oh, yes? a, a really pitch perfect bug joke. I can't remember it, but he's talking about speaking... like being a golden retriever or something. Yeah, speaking of... Um... It's something about bite. It's, uh, oh, hair of the dog you bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, the the circus bugs leave with P.T. Flea because he's like, we're, we're, we're going to be fine. And they're like embarrassed and they leave. Um, the grasshoppers come back and it's like full hammer time on these ants. Like they have no food. They, they were all celebrating. He walks into this party and, and he's like, ready to kill all these ants. Flick goes back to the circus bugs, gets them, convinces them to come back. They come back and put on some show, like some bizarre show for like, and he buys it. He's like, okay, this is, this is the kind of entertainment I've been looking for. Oh and, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Cause there's also a plot revealed. Cause nothing, almost nothing. Eh, I shouldn't say that. So much happens at the very, very end of the movie that you're like, this is a lot of action to pack into this. Yeah. 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 They reveal the plot that um, they're going to kill the queen, which is essentially what sets this whole thing in motion. Flick, with the help of like a Girl Scout troop of ants. Which we should touch on the fact that the Girl Scout (laughs) troop's relationship with the ladybug, pretty, that's a pretty funny thing. And it just feels like kind of unrelated though too it's just like why is this in here they're just know? ridding him um, of his toxic masculinity that's yeah i guess B-plot. that's it guess <laughs> well each one of the troop it is nice that each one of the troop like falls in love with the ant colony yeah they yeah. are like they don't want to yeah. leave anymore <laughs> because they all have yeah. like we belong here it was mm-hmm. yeah um so the 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 uh 
ladybug. The troop helps. The troop, yeah. go, they go up the tree, they get in the bird, and they start. And it's really working. Like, people are like, yeah. this fucking yeah. bird is awesome. It's scaring yeah. the shit out of all these grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. A true action. It turns, once again, tonal shift into a blockbuster movie. action movie. Yeah, there's, like, yeah. bombs dropping in, in the way there's, of, you know, droplets and... of water and stuff. Um, I don't know at what point. Then P.T. Flea gets afraid. He's like, oh, he, this is so stupid. But P.T. Flea is like, this bird is going to hurt my performers. He's like, it's going to yeah. hurt my show, which is also a capitalism thing. He's like, yeah. just the bottom dollar here. And he, <laughs> So he lights them on fire. He lights the bird on fire with the match. Um, yeah. And it's like he spoils the whole thing. Also, simultaneously there's a huge storm because at one point one of the ants yeah. all the ants kind of like catch on to that there's a, a the the plan's actually going to happen and they make this comment that if that bird gets wet it's going to be ruined but then yeah. the bird catches does the opposite and catches on <laughs> yeah, fire. fire yeah that was it weird. made no sense that was weird and but when the rain comes down it was like i said a biblical event these yeah. raindrops are humongous they're like explosions and also yeah. the entire Within three drops, the entire riverbed is filled. Yeah, it is like yeah. coming like a tidal wave. To, but it also affects them in no way, shape, or form. It's just <laughs> yeah. the river. Right. It's yeah. not like sustaining yeah. any real injury. Well, Although there is a funny shot are... of like the battlefield. Yeah. Where, like the camera whirs around and like there's carnage on the battlefield. Where, where yeah, all these which drops is weird. They're like people. screaming. They're screaming about these drops of water, and they're all running. For, but they, but they never mention the threat of weather. Weather the the rest of the movie. Um, it's so yeah, it's so. Odd. It was, and then you kept thinking. I was like, oh shit, that water's gonna really fuck up that bird. And then it gets caught on fire. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I guess, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they essentially they overcome Hopper. Um, well, Hopper come, Hopper goes after the bird catch on fire. Doesn't he like go and get Flick? And he's like, he fr- makes he's like, I'm gonna sta- fly. He makes a big statement of like, I'm gonna kill you all because like yeah. you're nothing. This whole thing it right. didn't even work. You right. are nothing. And then the real moral of the story, which Hopper hints at at the bar, is essentially the ants realize they outnumber these people. They really hold right. the power in this relationship, and they launch his ass into a bird's nest where he gets eaten. I mean, he flies away with Flick. And then the bird eats him. I mean, right. yeah, that was yeah, the, that was a fun uh, like yeah, eaten by these cutest, the cute little uh, chicks. Um, yeah, which, which um, gory and insane. <laughs> gory and insane, <laughs> but also like... in these in these animal movies too, it's always weird that like there are some animals that don't seem to have the brain Sentience. and ability to yeah yeah it's, so it's really like the weird and the grasshoppers can communicate but the bird is still just like chirpy and and, and flitting around and it's, uh <laughs> yeah not communicating it's really yeah. weird which animals yeah you're right like get sentient and which which aren't like mm-hmm. and truly just to be storytelling plots um or devices i remember mm. a picnic scene in this movie but i think that might be the movie ants uh, I haven't seen Ants. There's a picnic joke. Everybody, we cut to the end. Everybody's using Flick's inventions. They're, it's like a, everything is merry in the world. Um, and uh, with the enemies gone, Flick improves his inventions along with the quality of life of the ant island. He and Ada become a couple, which like we said, that doesn't really check out. And they send a few ants and Hopper's friendly brother, Mulch, to help PT and the circus bugs on yeah. their new tour. 
Ada and Dot yes. become the new queen and princess, respectively, and the ants congratulate Flick as a hero and bid a fond farewell to the circus troupe who pull a grease and just like fly their car flies on the distance. Grease lightning. A grease pulls a grease. That's funny. I didn't realize Richard <laughs> Kind's character was named Mulch. That's pretty funny. <laughs> you love to see him join the troupe. Yeah. That was great when he was joined. Really yeah. great. That was nice. He's yeah. good people. So after- also the for that the that grasshopper emerging with those tiny wings that I that made me laugh. That was a good but and then they have to come like lift him on both ends they, anyway. They lift him up and he's like, Yeah, and he does the thing where he's like, you all look like tiny ants from up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a good I mean, so I will say for for a, a, a movie that we obviously had a lot of we had a lot of things we liked about it, a lot of things we did not like about it. The characters all stood out. I remember these characters. I remember them being like, I remember I'm a beautiful butterfly being something that was like, I mean, I was eight when I watched this. So hilarious. But people would quote it all the time. I would see it everywhere. I remember, uh, you know, the ladybugs motivation. I still, I mean, it has staying power. Um, Yeah. But as now that you've watched it from the perspective of adults, do we feel this movie holds up for adults to watch or should we reserve this for the children? I would reserve it for children. I think I would too. I agree. I think that so much gets packed into like the final scene that you can just tell they really didn't. This is not no, I think it's, I think it's worth a conversation. I do think that taking a bigger swing at like, uh, this is what's fucked up about like, not only organized crime, but a little bit just like, um capitalism like taking advantage of this that's worth a conversation with your kid about as opposed to toy story which at least in the beginning is more just about like sentiment in the first one is more just about sentimentality around uh your childhood you know now Um, i would argue that toy story well, you, poses yeah. different questions which and we're not going to get into this too much because i already said <laughs> an hour um but i think what toy story teaches kids is sort of the idea that you are your worth is not based on who likes you the most at that given time sure i yes, think it offers that's, that's other things but you're correct or i agree with you in the sense that you know this really does i mean outside of sort of that loose point it's really just an action movie this is uh-huh. yeah this is the uh-huh. only For pixar kids. movie i can think of where not even close to shedding a tear yeah not, not i didn't close. even i wasn't emotionally affected really heavily yeah I, That's and true. i mean it kind of holds up because it's really like one of the only pixar movies that isn't referenced all the time or people don't have like a yeah like when's the last time you heard somebody Never. bring this up totally. before i did when i asked you to do this podcast i only hear it brought up when, when people are kind of poking doing the same like poking fun at that ants and bugs life came out the same time <laughs> only time anyone ever brings it up i feel like um but um, yeah all right so the last thing we do we usually go through easter eggs which there are no easter eggs in this movie i even looked it up there's nothing we go okay. through um uh sometimes we'll also off, uh, ask fan theories but there are not a lot of fan theories with this one either um there are actually none I clicked on one that was like it had Bugs Life in the title and then Bugs Life wasn't referenced in the article at all. And I was like, okay. Uh, um, I guess you had to put it in the title because it's irrelevant elsewhere. Um, however, we do like to ask a little questionnaire. We pick and choose which questions from this we like to ask each time. Um, we can have different answers. We can debate. We can come to an easy consensus. There's no right or wrong here. 
Um, but this started as a how Disney is this movie questionnaire. Mm. But with Pixar, we've evolved it in certain ways. So it's really just the questionnaire at the end of this specific podcast. Um, <laughs> um, who's the real hero of this story? I think Dot. Is that her name? Dot Spot? is a good hero. I yeah. mean, it can. I, I would also, I guess, argue that Flick is the real hero. I mean, he is the catalyst for a lot of this stuff. And but he I doesn't think... really change. Like, he doesn't go through a metamorphosis or... I think the troop is the hero. They didn't have anything to gain from this. They put themselves on the line. They yeah. grow together. They learn to love, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I guess I feel, I guess I could get on board with the troop being, but also the troop you, in, in their very first scenes, you feel like they're very like money driven mm-hmm. or appreciation driven, but you feel like when they've, when they've made this connection with this small town America uh, yeah. and, and all, the, all these people that cheer for them, they kind of are like, oh, um, you know, it doesn't like re- relationships are what are, are more yeah. important. But I, I don't know. Bird. I, yeah. Stay with, honestly, the stick bird. with Dot. Who cares? Everybody I can like be a hero Dot. here. Yeah. I like, um, but, but I guess that's kind of a Pixar character. It's like the little innocent uh, kid who believes in things you know uh, at first yeah. she doesn't whenever they first introduce her she can't even figure out like the he's trying to use an analogy with this rock and she's like it's a rock, the rock. yeah, um, yeah. any Husel. question two uh, who in this movie has hot dad energy <laughs> <laughs> I would argue um, honestly in a kind of fucked up way I'd argue Hopper <laughs> so sorry moving on moving on <laughs> i think that's probably the only one i mean unless we're gonna like gender bend it i feel like the yeah. the um the queen the the older queen the she definitely queen does has have like that energy <laughs> you know because she kind of like rules over uh and she's got those those people that are kind of like uh like like really her servants and really into serving her but um, also she has like sort of that air of like eh, it's all gonna work out right and she's always all. holding yeah. that little gr- she's always holding that little grub under her arm yeah. kind of like yeah so it's like yeah i can do that i can parent you're and right i can be fucking about you know you're yeah. right you're right yeah. she is the hot dad i don't know if it's hot dad energy but the praying mantis has an interesting sexual history <laughs> i think something's going on you know he's, he's got a relationship yeah yeah, is he he's in a relationship with the with the moth, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they yeah. definitely feel like they have an older, younger thing going on, or like a professorial weirdness, you know. Something. Yes, that is true because he's the magician yeah. and she's, but she really knows what's going on, and he's right. kind of like a, an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, um, who is our villain? Gay. <laughs> this is a real toss up. It could go either way. Yeah, I'm gonna I don't say know. He, he potentially bisexual. One of the things about event like anger issues, yeah. frustration, so, which makes, know, baggage, which leads Cl- to maybe he's strength. closeted bisexual. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, Very closeted. maybe maybe he's like closeted, like uh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, the interesting thing, the interesting thing that Disney does is like they take and I've said this on this podcast a couple times. I know I should probably be more upset about this and will really want the heroes to be the homosexuals, um, but I like that all the villains are gay. I Who are like... the well-known villains? Jafar oh, is one I've read, right? Jafar, gay. Scar, gay. gay. Ursula, 
drag queen. Definitely. Captain Very, yeah. Hook. Captain Hook, gay. And Smeet. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're all, and, but that's also, I do think the fact that they make, and we say gay energy because, I mean, who cares? Right. But because they have a level of gay energy about them, it makes them likable. It makes them sure entertaining fabulous over the top yeah. this man in this this grasshopper is not likable which makes me right. not gay yeah um, mulch is definitely bi though i think oh yeah for sure oh i'm really pansexual yeah um yeah um uh, just a couple more one and we're gonna ask this together who who could easily who is out of all the cast here who is the rosie o'donnell and who is the Danny DeVito? <laughs> oh uh, my Frank God. is obviously DeVito, right? Who? The ladybug, Frank the ladybug. Frank uh, yeah, is DeVito, probably, hands yeah, yeah. down. Hands yeah, down. that's good. That's good. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. Um, the I think kind of, um, I don't know who's the Rosie O'Donnell. I'm going to say P.T. Fleet could be Rosie O'Donnell. Why is he the Rosie? I don't know. That's the thing. You don't need to have an answer. It's just the energy uh, that you, you pick up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought, I don't know enough about Rosie, I guess, but I thought Mulch could maybe have a little bit of a Rosie. Mulch energy. is very, gives off very Rosie. That, so he's like Doc. really positive all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, also um, the caterpillar a little bit is just kind of <laughs> like, I'm here to laugh. I'm here to yeah. laugh. And, you know, um, yeah. so. Yeah, but you guys, but you nailed it with Devito. That's like so. It's unbelievable. Right? So he yeah, definitely it's unbelievable. It down. Rosie could yeah. also be Dot. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, is there an element of rich people trying to fuck poor people? <laughs> I Sexually, heard, I heard the Aladdin. <laughs> uh, your Aladdin podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Was that where this question? That's where this question originated. <laughs> Because Cole Cole Schlesinger said it on our podcast, and it was yeah. so funny that. But then, as we've kept asking it, one of our greatest thing, one of my favorite things about these questions is how they hold up. The comedy is yeah. that they continue to hold up. That you like, right, right, you're like, right. this is the time it's not going to work, and then it fucking works. Like, right? He's right. literally trying to impress the queen, like the princess. Right. They're trying to fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's but isn't mm. isn't it typically in these situations? Oh, I guess it, usually it's a villain situation where it's a little bit like I'm 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 the rich person and I'm the pursuer. Yeah, uh, and this is a little bit flipped uh, there. But um, I'm trying to think if there's any not a lot of sexual energy in this one in general. No, no, which is a lot uh, of anger. A weird loss for sure. A yes. Loss. It, for it sure, sure, a loss. Yeah, yeah. A couple Definitely, sex scenes yeah. would really jazz this thing up, huh? <laughs> Spice it up. Just some light ant orgies in the colony. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to be graphic, you know, softcore stuff late at night <laughs> at 11 p.m. Cinemax. Yeah, you um, know, these circus, yeah, what, it, yeah, these circus performers, they're stripping at night after, you know, that's the late show. Oh, that's yeah, gotta yeah. be what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Um, and then, no, on the fucking then. <laughs> no, no fucking. Just to sum up, no, um, no fucking. Is is um? Have you guys ever seen spirits dying into the Cimarron? Is that the one with no words? The horses don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't speak, and so the first, yeah, the, it's it's all um. Brian I Adams does I love does that. the music for it, and it's really it's if you like Brian Adams, 
it's like very of that moment of that time but the first half of it there's no speaking because it's just horses and then humans come in later but that's not disney though i don't think is it no oh i don't I think like it that is. was a spielberg too i feel like that was a dreamworks um sometimes was- disney buys these things and then they just like slap their logo on it and they're like yeah, that's yeah. ours now yeah dreamworks oh one last thing i wanted to say before we go because we yeah. did um use it, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we could go this is i saved the most interesting part for the last and then i said we're not going to go into it uh-huh. um but there something i read during this reception or feud so okay i'm going to read something and i have a fifth grade reading level so i'm going to mess this up but bear with okay. us because this was interesting when i read it During the production of A Bug's Life, a public feud erupted between DreamWorks' Jeffrey Katzenberg and Pixar's Steve Jobs and John Lasseter. I believe that's the one who has the relationship with that guy who's always in every movie. Katzenberg, former chair of Disney's film division, had left the company in a bitter feud with the CEO, Michael Eisner. So, drama queen, he's prone to a lot of feuds. In response, he formed DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg and David Geffen and planned to rival Disney in animation. After DreamWorks' acquisition of public data images, long Pixar's contemporary in computer animation, Lastner and others at Pixar were dismayed to learn from the trade papers that PDI's first project at DreamWorks would be another film called Ants. By this time, Pixar's project was well-known within the animation community. Both Ants and Bugs Life center on a young male ant, a drone with oddball tendencies that struggles to win a princess's hand by saving their society. Whereas a Bugs Life relied chiefly on visual gags, Ants was more verbal and revolved around satire. The script of Ants was also heavily heavy with adult references, whereas Pixar's film was more accessible to children. It was clear that Lasseter and Jobs believed that their idea was stolen by Katzenberg. Katzenberg had stayed in touch with Lasseter after uh, a Disney split and often called to check up in October of 1995 when Lasseter was overseeing post-production work on the Toy Story at the Universal's lot Technicolor facility in Universal City, where the DreamWorks had also been located. He called Katzenberg and dropped by with some blah, blah, blah. Essentially, Long story short is that the movies we've been comparing this whole podcast were released as like rival films. Wow. Intentionally. Is it, is it Katzenberg? He's the one who go, he leaves to create? Uh, DreamWorks, I believe. Or like okay. essentially run DreamWorks. But he was. So is it? Okay. Yeah. No, I was going to say, what is the, what, what movie follows Bugs Life in Pixar like timeline? It is well, one of these uh, Toy Story and... Two. Okay, there's one of uh, uh, then Monsters Inc. Dream... There's a DreamWorks uh, is is Shrek DreamWorks. Shrek is yeah. DreamWorks, and and there's all that Disney slamming in Shrek, and that's also a Katzenberg thing. I think. Yeah. Remember, because they because they uh, even like um, the the Prince Farquaad or whatever is is like based on somebody from Disney. I think. Anyway, it, it is God. pretty funny that Katzenberg ripped off a fucking dud. He could have picked yeah. any other Pixar movie and it would have been so good. It's and literally the first the worst one. Listen to the lineup of films over at DreamWorks. It went Ants, then it went The Prince of Egypt, Open Ooh. with the Prince of Egypt, if anything. The I've Road, heard that's good. Never seen the good Road to El Dorado, which was a rival film to... Um, 
Emperor's, yeah, New, Emperor's Groove. New Groove. Damn. Sneaky Chicken cats. Run. Shrek. And then I feel like when Shrek happened, they were like, oh, we actually have a hit. I mean, Chicken Run was a big deal. I remember that. Um, but so was Prince Prince of Egypt. I felt like when Shrek hit their mark, there were less rival films. So it was less like targeting the same market. Right. Well, yeah, Shrek seemed like a, a pivot into uh, like some of those movies are not adult adult centric other than ants maybe but mm-hmm. shrek is definitely like loaded with adult humor uh and it's like oh we've, we've figured out that we can just kind of go broad here you know yeah um uh b movie but- eddie murphy plays the sidekick again in shrek right yeah wow interesting the dragon the donkey <sighs> Should have which one do you guys think he is more you know is more eddie murphy the dragon or the donkey the dragon was uh, Mushu is very Eddie Murphy, but I mean the donkey is Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I never, just... I haven't seen your. So I can't Tim is it. recording this on his phone. He's and the angle of your phone. It's also he's also in a basement. The angle of your phone <laughs> is getting more sinister and sinister the longer we continue this podcast. It becomes like more angled. You become more recessed into the shadows. <laughs> All right, that's it. We got to go. Um, thank you both so much for being yeah, here. This was so thank fun. You. Yeah. And as always, yeah, thank you for having the exact right opinions about this movie. <laughs> I love your questions you. at the end. They're so good. Yeah. Oh, good. There's even fun. more, but we don't have time, and sometimes they are not relevant to the story. But Wait, so di- can I ask a question? Like, are sure. we di- if we're done? Can I ask you like a? Uh, oh, here. I don't we'll want this to be on the podcast. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at at disney.adult.podcast.